What's up, peeps? I'm back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and thank you so much for joining us tonight on the AEW Insider Podcast Edition. It was an amazing fucking night. Like I've been saying for this whole year, it's no better time to be a wrestling fan. But the Wednesday Night War started tonight, and it was epic. Both shows were fucking kick-ass. I watched AEW mostly, went back and forth during commercials, unless stuff was a little boring, which it wasn't, but it was dope. So the way I got this set up is I do have the results and my opinion and coverage of AEW Live, then some AEW News, then we have WWE NXT Live, in the results plus some news I got a little NWA news what have you so I had to get on here and get this news to you guys man this is friggin awesome please show us some support like share subscribe give listens to our podcast Facebook and YouTube the AEW Insider and on Twitter AEW Insider number one all right let's get to some coverage and results of AEW live on TNT There was a dark match. I mean, you guys are wrestling fans. By chance, if you don't know what a dark match is, that means that's one that happens before the show that's not on TV. It's not televised. But I did get to see it from, uh, excuse me, somebody there in attendance, their cell phone footage. It was Darby Allen versus Seema. They kicked off the show in a dark match. It was very good from the footage I seen. Uh, There are actually over 14,000 people in attendance tonight. Uh, The show did kick off the official show with Cody and Sammy Guevara, which we all knew. The crowd went fucking bananas for Cody and Brandy. Cody was super pumped. His adrenaline was going, you could tell. The match did start off very slow. I would have gotten worried if I wasn't secure on what amazing talents these two were. But it definitely was slow at first, but it did pick up. Uh, Cody led Sammy shine, and Brandy even interfered and attacked Sammy, trying to help Cody win, even though he didn't pull out the win from that. But of course, she had to get involved. Uh, in the end, Cody did pull out a big win. Uh, Sammy went to shake his hands. They were saying something to each other, and out of nowhere, Chris Jericho came out and attacked Cody with his AEW championship belt. You know, he's attacking him and wants him beat up, and he's got beef because those two are fighting each other at the Full Gear pay-per-view coming up for the AEW World title. Uh, As they showed the commercials, they also showed what was going on in AEW. So the commercial was on, that's what you could hear, but in a little box picture, they were showing what was going on live at the event, and you couldn't hear with any volume. WWE was doing the same thing with NXT. Uh, Next up, it was Brandon Cutler versus my dog and future AEW champion, MJF. The match was way too quick for my taste. I wish it was a tad bit longer. In the end, my boy MGF used the referee. He snuck Cutler and he tapped him out for the win, baby. That's right. He's better than you. Then they had Jay and Silent Bob in the front row plugging their movie. And uh, that Chris Jericho's in the upcoming Jay and Silent Bob movie also. Angelico and Jack Evans came out. Jack Evans told, uh, told uh, what you call Jason Mewes that Morris Day and the time fucking sucked, which is hilarious because you know Jay and Silent Bob love Morris Day and uh, what you call at the time. And then Private Party came out to have Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Bob's back. And that was pretty much it. 
They had SCU cut a promo about the upcoming tag tournament. They also announced that it will be Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian in the tag team tourney. Uh, uh, Scorpio's going to sit out. Out of nowhere, the Lucha Brothers showed up on the stage. The Luchas declared themselves the best tag team in the universe, not even the world. And then, uh, excuse me, Pentagon hit SCU with the Romero, Nero, which means zero fear. SCU hit them with their SCU, and then Pentagon spit in Chris Daniels' face, and a big brawl just broke out on the stage. After that, we did have Hangman Page versus Pac, the rematch. And that's why I say the rematch. You guys are fans, what have you. Some people say they're fans, they're not. These two were supposed to fight at a pay-per-view a couple months back. Pac was the champion of Dragon Gate, and he had some prior engagements. Didn't want to look bad by losing on TV, so he dropped that in a match. But a couple days before that, at a Dragon Gate event, Hangman Page showed up, and they had their match, which was a fucking awesome match. That's why I call this the rematch. This match was very slow. They did tell a good story during it, though. Pac is the one who slowed it down, which was surprising. In the end, Pac had the ref distracted. He kicked Hangman Page in the nuts. He hit him with his flip off the top rope, and then he tapped him out with his finisher called the Brutalizer. So Pac got a very, very big win. He's going to get pushed to be very big in AEW. After that, we did have the AEW Women's Championship match. It was Nyla Rose and Rihu. Dr. Britt Baker did come out to help call the match on the commentary table. She's all upset and butthurt because she's AEW's first signee. She got a concussion back a couple pay-per-views back by B. Priestley, so she's butthurt that she wasn't in the championship match because she feels she could be. Uh, the match up to the, well, I was going to say when I, I wrote this during, I was going to say the match up to this point was the best match of the night, and I'm secure in saying it. Not saying the best event, not saying the best pop, the crowd reaction, or best, you know, high, like bug out moment, but the best overall match of the night was definitely Nyla Rose and Riho. These ladies tore the roof off the fucking house. In the end, Riho pulled out the win and became the first AEW Women's Champion. I do not agree with it, but it is what it is. That is pretty freaking awesome. And they did that as a surprise, because everybody knew and knew and wanted Nyla Rose to win, but Riho's your first AEW Champion. I think they had a lot better women on the roster to do it, but hey, who am I? I'm not an EVP. Uh, then my dog, Michael Nakazawa, came out to address the crowd for Riho, because I guess you can't speak too much English. Uh, Nyla Rose snuck him from behind. Nyla goes to powerbomb him and she fucking botched it. She couldn't even lift little skinny Michael Nakazawa up. But she didn't let go of her grip. She did it again and she powerbombed the shit out of him. Then she went after Rio on the outside of the ropes on the apron to do her dirty and Kenny Omega came out for the save because he knows her from being over in Japan what have you. And then speaking of Kenny Omega, next up to close out the show, it was the Young Bucks vs. Omega aka the Golden Elite Verse Chris Jericho and LAX. Even though they're not called LAX anymore, they go by their real names. Um, I like how the Bucks did use the Being the Elite theme music for their entrance. The match was awesome. Almost halfway through, everybody was on the outside except Omega. He was about to do a move from in the ring and land on him on the outside. The crowd starts going nuts. Omega could fit, uh, send somebody behind him. It was fucking John Moxley. He appeared out of nowhere. They beat each other into the crowd. They fought all the way backstage into the VIP area. John Moxley gave Omega a fucking suplex through this glass table, and they both landed wrong. It looked like it hurt them both a lot. 
But after that, inside the ring, it was pretty much a three-on-two match. In the end, Jericho hit Matt Jackson with his finisher for the win. Then Cody came out to help them from getting jumped. Sammy Guevara came out and attacked Cody. Uh, then Dustin, Dustin Runnels, Cody's brother, came out to help him. And out of nowhere, Jack Hager a.k.a. Jack motherfucking Swagger, ex-WWE champ, attacks Cody, and he is AEW. Jack Swagger, a.k.a. Jack Hager, the Bellator fighter, is AEW. So then Jack Swagger, Jericho, Sammy, and LAX beat the piss out of the Bucks, Cody, Dustins, to end the show. So I'm telling you, this was friggin' awesome. A way to kick it off, surprises, returns, what have you, it kicked ass. It just sucked that they weren't able to highlight the tag team tournament, really. I mean, with a match at least. And also that I didn't see any Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, or Joey Janela. That was weak. But like they said, they're not going to have everybody on every week they can't. So next week, you know they'll be on. But for the first time ever, AEW being on TV, it was fucking amazing. Real quick, some AEW news. Cody revealed in an interview that AEW is not hold. I mean, excuse me, WWE is not holding his name hostage. For since he left, I already thought, and I think it was that way at first, that he couldn't use his last name Rose because WWE, that's what he used uh, uh, there. He says they're not holding his name hostage. He can use Rhodes' last name because it's his at any time, but he chooses not to. He said it always isn't a great you know, reaction from the fans when he tells them that, but it's the truth. But what he wants to do is buy war games from WWE. Everybody knows that Dusty Rhodes, his father, created war games. He did it back in the day. It was a parking lot. Him and Arn Anderson were there, and Dusty created the two rings together, what have you, or the three, and uh, what you call it, on a napkin in a parking lot on the a, on a hood of a car. So yeah, I know WWE is not letting war games go, especially because it's one of their biggest pay-per-views for NXT. But that would be great because he wants all, I've told you months ago, he was trademarking everything and all that, trying to get registered, blah, blah, blah. He wants everything that is the Rhodes name all back in the Rhodes stable, which means under the family's name, under their umbrella, in their wheelhouse. And I hope he gets it because it's only right. Uh, Chris Jericho is being scouted for a New Japan return. He has been big over there the last few years, and they have their own event called Wrestle Kingdom. That's their WrestleMania. It's held in January, and they want him to fight Tanahashi, and that's going to be fucking awesome, so I can't wait to see that. All right, peeps, we're at the 10-minute mark right now. I still got a little AEW news. I have the results and my review and opinion of NXT's show tonight, plus some WWE news and some NWA news. So please tune in. You know what I mean? This is a big, big night for wrestling. I got some good news coming up. Hit us up on all social media. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back with the second half of the show. Good thing I took a break because there's some breaking news. How I was talking about the dark matches that aren't televised, there's supposedly three matches for after the show goes off the air. The first one was an eight-man tag match. It was the Lucha Brothers and Jack Evans and Angelico versus Best Friends and Private Party. And then after that, 
They did have Dr. Britt Baker fighting, uh, what you call a cheat team with Ali against B. Priestley and Penelope Ford. So I don't know what the third match is, and I don't know who won those, but I'm just giving you the update real quick for the peeps, you know. Uh, what you call it? So Jungle Boy and them did get to appear. Not on TV, but they got the fight, which is cool. Real quick, AEW, Joey Janela. He was asking an interview about a possible raw, but I mean war between NXT and AEW. This is what he had to say. He said, I think it's going to be competitive. I don't think it's a war per se yet. I watched the NXT premiere a few weeks, weeks ago, and it was okay. I don't watch NXT, and I haven't watched it in two years. There were other reasons I wanted to watch it as well. Cough, cough, Leo Rush. But I wanted to see fuck up or not. But he did great. Besides that, it was kind of stale. He said their pay-per-views are spectacular. Their big Saturday shows are great. I think it's going to be competitive, and I think NXT knows what they're doing. But AEW knows what they're doing as well. So we'll see what happens. So that's pretty awesome. All right, here's NXT results and coverage of the show. From what I seen, I didn't get to watch it all. It was going back and forth. But the show did open up with Adam Cole, Bebe, your NXT champion, and he fought Matt Riddle. It was a great match from what I seen. Adam Cole did win. When he held up his title, and Finn fucking Balor's music hit. The place goes fucking insane for Finn Balor. Finn Balor is back on NXT where he and the, excuse me, the demon belong. Listen to me. Till he decides to go to NXT, I mean back to New Japan or AEW because Vince keeps shitting on him. Um, EO Sheree and Mia Yim, from what I seen, they had the best match of the night. The ladies, again, they tore the fucking roof off the joint. In the end, my baby EO got the win. I think EO is so fucking fine, for real. Um, I seen Johnny Gargano beat Shane Thorne. I also seen Shayna Baszler retain her title against Johnny Gargano's real-life wife, Candice LeRae. I'm telling you, the only one who's going to beat Shayna Baszler for that title is Rhea Ripley. You mark my words. Uh, also, Pete Dunne did fight somebody, only Larkin, and Damon Priest interrupted and attacked the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne. So Damon Priest and Bruiserweight will be fighting in the future. And then at the end, to close out the show, it was the Street Profits versus Undisputed's Kyle O'Reilly. Riley and Bobby Fish, a.k.a. Red Dragon. Uh, the Street Profits came out with the rapper Wale. They got the crowd pumped. It was supposed to be a surprise, but Pat McAfee ruined it during the pre-show. You should have seen, man. Sam Roberts, he's my dog. I, li I love him to death, but he's still running his mouth like he's been doing since he got on that show. I haven't tweeted to him, man. He's asking those hard-hitting questions, a.k.a. throwing shade and running his mouth. Somebody's going to hit him with a hard-headed back-fucking hand in the backstage. Watch. But Sam Roberts a little bit out of control. While they called him out, and the first time somebody else called him out on it. Uh, what you call it, though? While they came out with the street poppets, pumped the crowd. Like I said, that was supposed to be a surprise, but it got ruined. They fought undisputed for their tag titles. Uh, WWE was very smart. They let NXT run past 10 o'clock, more than about 10 minutes, because they knew once AEW was off the air, even if you weren't NXT, you were going to fucking switch over to see what happens. So they caught those ratings, which was a very, very smart move. Uh, it was a great match as expected, but in the end, my boys Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, a.k.a. Undisputed, kept the gold. Um, I love it. Roderick Strong came out towards the end and was trying to help them win, what have you. But at the end, their leader, Adam Cole, came came out on the ramp and the crease went fucking nuts. Thomas 
Ciampa made his return from his neck injury. Ciampa is fucking awesome. So he came out on the stage to Adam Cole. He stared Adam Cole up and down. And he stared his NXT Championship, a.k.a. Goldie, that's what he calls it, his precious, down. So Thomas Ciampa's back. So both shows were fucking awesome. They both had surprises, returns, what have you. They were great. Of course, AEW's was better, though. It's just my opinion. All right, some WWE news real quick. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's daughter is actually in training to be a professional wrestler. She's only like 13 or 14, but she kicks ass, and her name is Rose. So in a couple years, look out for their kid to be kicking ass in WWE. Just a side note about Jerry the King Lawler on Raw. I love the King and JR. I reported last week that Paul Heyman did not want uh, the King on the commentary team. And after watching Monday Night Raw, in my opinion, I'm sorry to say that I agree. He was using his old lame corny jokes. And you could say, oh, that what makes the King the King. No, it doesn't. They weren't even inventive. They weren't funny. It sucked. He was using a line like, hey, I talked to so-and-so backstage, and this is what he had to say. And one of the commentators even called him on it, because what he said, the wrestler said, was so stupid. He's like, did he really say that to you backstage? And I'm telling you, he's going to piss some of the wrestlers off saying they said goofy shit. It was just crazy. If Raw has the new look, they got the new stage, the pyro, what have you, they got to get rid of them. Seriously. I love the new set, though, that they have. I can't wait for SmackDown set on Friday. I pray that they have the big fist on the stage again. I guarantee they do. Real quick, speaking of SmackDown, you like that segue, huh? <laughs> the Rock has been confirmed that he will be back to the show that he started, was created for him, and named after him. The Rock will be on SmackDown Friday. CM Punk seen this, and he actually tweeted to The Rock. <clears throat> he told The Rock, <clears throat> excuse me, when he's in the ring Friday at SmackDown to call him. He said, do it again. If you don't know what that means, you've seen that Page movie, or maybe you haven't, The Fighting With My Family. There's a scene in there when a rock's in the middle of the ring and there's a crowd around them, blah, blah, blah. Or when Page was, maybe you didn't see The Rock, but The Rock was out there to either introduce the crowd, cool the, com the crowd down, what have you, when they were actually filming the movie. Well, the crowd kept chanting CM Punk and they wouldn't stop. So in order to get them to stop, instead of trying to talk over them or fight with them, The Rock actually called CM Punk live while he was filming the show. Uh, he kept going to voicemail, though, yada, yada. But that's what Punk was saying to him, that this Friday, when you're live in that WWE SmackDown ring, call me fucking again while you're live on the air. See, that's crazy. Punk wants to do it when he's on SmackDown. He wants to get on their SmackDown after show. It's been nine years, and Punk finally has the itch to get back in wrestling. And I have to say, I never thought in a million years that I would be WWE. This is insane, but very good shit. Triple H did pull back the curtain a tad bit, and this is what he said to say about Vince McMahon's direct involvement with NXT. Everything that happens within WWE has Vince's fingerprint on it, he said. There is no NXT without Vince. It wouldn't exist without him. He wants NXT to be different, Something for the more passionate fan base. It's darker, grittier feel. It's different. He totally understands that, but he has no desire to be in the day-to-day -day operations of NXT. Vince has a lot of other things on his plate, which is totally 120% true. 
The Bella Twins tease an appearance for SmackDown Friday night. You seen Brie, like she was showing little videos or pictures of her getting inside a ring and all that. But Nikki's was a dead giveaway. It had her like in a room, but there was a clothes rack in front of her. The clothes rack had a bunch of different types of her ring gear. She went through the rack and then right at the end of the opposite side, of course, was her hat. It was all rhinestoned up and it was all blue, silver. It was SmackDown's colors. And she's like, I can't wait for the big surprise. So definitely expect the Bellas to be making an appearance on SmackDown Friday night. Uh, Ex-Diva champion Mickey James. She was injured. I think she's back now or maybe recovering. She has been assigned to the commentary team for WWE show main event. You know, the little cheesy show they have. They shoot before live events. Well, she's going to be on the commentary team, which is cool. I would say put JR, I mean, a king on there, but he doesn't deserve that. They got to, like, put him on a pre-shows or something else. I don't know. Uh, she will be doing main event with Vic Joseph and Dio, the guys who do host Monday Night Raw. I see, I told you that King was on Then Ice. And I also say they always need a woman's point of view on the commentary team also. Alright, and finally for WWE, bad news for Total Divas, the TV show. Last night premiere was very low. They got a 0.11 which is 54 to 55% lower than last year's premiere. So it's more than half the people less watched it. It's a huge fucking dip. Some of it is due to the time change, because it was on at 9 o'clock, and people watch more at 9 instead of 10, but there's no way it would be that much of a huge drop. It placed 79th overall in cable shows for the night, so that's not good. All right, peeps, real quick NWA news. Billy Corgan went on record to say that NWA will not do business with Impact Wrestling. I don't know what's up with Impact. They had their deal with Ring of Honor and all that, too. They cut ties. I think they were dealing with New Japan. I don't know if they still are. I'm not sure. But definitely cut ties with Ring of Honor. And now Impact's saying, go fuck yourself, too. Uh, what you call it? They're playing zero games, and there has to be a reason for it, though. Also, at a recent NWA power taping, the tag team titles were exchanged. The NWA tag team champions were the wild cards. They were actually defeated by the original, the real, Rock and Roll Express to become your, N your new NWA tag champions. And on the DL, like I've always been saying, NWA is building themselves quite a little roster. And speaking of adding to their roster, ex-WWE Diva champion... Ex Mrs. John Morrison, even though they weren't married, they went out for years. But Melina from WWE has signed a contract with NWA. All right, peeps, I had to get that out to you if in case you didn't see the show. Even if you did, if you wanted to hear my point of view, what have you. I thank you guys so much. I'll be back this weekend with a wrestling video. I got to do a movies and more, what have you. I'll do a podcast for Sunday Night's Hell in the Cell. Please show us some love on the podcast, on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Google, what have you. Plus on Facebook and uh, YouTube, it's the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and this is the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.